be dealing with Jesus the Father. We taught last Wednesday, Jesus the Son. Notice we didn't say God the Son. We said Jesus the Son. And tonight, Jesus the Father. This is critical for your understanding. In fact, it is so critical, it means salvation or or damnation if not believed. Very important tonight. 1 John chapter 2, if you have that, say praise the Lord. We'll start there with verse 22. 1 John chapter 2, verse 22. Who is a liar? But he that denieth that Jesus is the Christ. He is Antichrist that denieth the Father and the Son. Let's read that again. Verse 22. Who is a liar but he that denieth that Jesus is the Christ? He is Antichrist that denieth the Father and the Son. Whosoever denieth the Son, the same hath not the Father. But he that acknowledgeth the Son hath the Father also. Let's read that together. Verse 23. Whosoever denieth the Son, the same hath not the Father. But he that acknowledgeth the Son hath the Father also. Jesus the Father. Verse 24. Let that therefore abide in you which you have heard from the beginning. If that which you have heard from the beginning shall remain in you, ye ye also shall continue in the Son and in the Father. So we have to continue in what we've heard from the beginning. In verse 25. And this is the promise that he hath promised us even eternal life. So eternal life is connected with your understanding of who the Son is and the Father. You cannot be saved without understanding this or or believing this. Let me say that. You may not totally understand it, but you have to believe this. And we'll talk about it tonight. Uh, Let's go down to verse 28. And now, little children, abide in him that when he shall appear, we may have confidence and not be ashamed before him at his coming. Who's John talking about? He's talking about the Father. But he says here that we are little children. We are to abide in Him that when He shall appear, we may have confidence and not be ashamed before Him at His coming. So who's coming? The Father. Okay? If you know that He is righteous, you know that everyone that doeth righteousness is born, say with me, born of Him. Born of Him. Behold, what manner of love the Father hath bestowed upon us, that we should be called the sons of God. Therefore the world knoweth us not, because it knew Him not. The world did not know the Father. Beloved, now are we the sons of God, and it doth not yet appear what we shall be. But we know that when He shall appear, who? The Father. 
We shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. Okay? John 4. Let's go over there. Keep your place in 1 John. John 4, 23. John 4, 23. Jesus speaking, but the hour cometh and now is when the true worshipers shall worship the Father in spirit and in truth. For the Father seeketh such to worship Him. Let's read that together. But the hour cometh and now is when the true worshipers shall worship the Father in spirit and in truth. For the Father seeketh such to worship Him. Say, true worshipers shall worship the Father in spirit and in truth. Verse 24, God is a spirit, and they that worship Him must worship Him in spirit and in truth. So, the Father is God. Okay? Amen. Let's pray. Father, we just come before you right now in your precious name. We ask God that you'd have your way in this service. Give us understanding. We thank you for the truth tonight, Lord. We give you all the glory and the honor and the praise for this word that will go forth tonight. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You may be seated. Now, if you have, did everybody get a copy or I'd say at least one per family, a copy of Michael Cervantes? Okay. Okay, I need one right, right back here. I need two, three. Okay. If you just lift your hands there, make sure and get you one. Jesus the Father, we're going to teach you tonight. <clears throat> and do you have your workbooks with you? Everybody have your workbooks with you? Okay. Your workbook, that's your Bible. You're going to need your Bible because we're going to be looking at a lot of scripture tonight and be teaching a lot of scripture tonight, okay? So be sure and get your Bible out and be ready for that, okay? Michael Cervatis, first page, if you'll look at that first page. Oneness view in the Reformation. Y'all see that? The oneness view in the Reformation period. Okay, paragraph underneath that. One of the most amazing men the Reformation produced was Michael Servatus. Only 14 years after the beginning of the Reformation, he sought a complete restoration of the New Testament doctrine of God, denying the Trinity while upholding the full deity and humanity of Jesus Christ. Denying the Trinity while upholding the full deity and humanity of Jesus Christ. His views were well known to early Lutheran and Reformed theologians, including Martin Luther, Ulrich, Zwingli, and John Calvin. Now, Martin Luther and John Calvin, you're very familiar with, I'm sure. Michael Servatus in the Reformation period, again, it says that he completely rejected or denied the Trinity, the doctrine of the Trinity. 
And he taught the full deity and humanity of Jesus Christ. Now, if you'll go on the first page down to the very, very bottom of that first page, because of his views, we're talking around the 1500s here, in 1531, he published a document on the errors of the Trinity in Strasbourg. You'll, you'll have to read all of this, okay? I don't have time tonight. But in the paper, it tells you that at 20 years of age, he published a teaching on the errors of the Trinity in Strasbourg, which challenged the traditional doctrine of the Trinity. Okay? Now, down there at the bottom of the first page, Servatus. Y'all there with me? <clears throat> because of his views, they were wanting to put him in prison, of course. But Servatus hid for several months and eventually decided to flee to Italy. On the way, he made the fatal mistake of passing through Geneva and remaining there for a time. Second page. While in church one Sunday, he was recognized and reported to Calvin. John Calvin. Calvin immediately had him arrested and tried for heresy. With the approval of Calvin... The Protestant city council of Geneva condemned him to die on two accounts. So it wasn't the Roman Catholic Church that condemned him to death. It was the Protestants that condemned him to death. Now as you read this document, you'll see what he believed concerning Catholicism. But I want you to focus. It was the Protestants that condemned him to die. On two counts. Number one, he denied infant baptism and he denied the doctrine of the Trinity. For those two reasons, denying infant baptism and denying the doctrine of the Trinity, he was condemned to death. On October 27, 1553, at age 42, he was burned at the stake. Amid the smoke and flames, he cried out his last words, O Jesus, Son of the Eternal God, have pity on me. He died after one half hour. Let me read it again. He said, O Jesus, Son of the Eternal God, have pity on me. He died after one half hour. Calvin's colleague Pharaoh noted that a shift of one word moving the adjective eternal from before God to before Son would have saved him. Thus, the dying cry of Servetus was one last gesture of defiance to man and confession to God. This man, Michael Servetus, died because he rejected infant baptism and rejected the doctrine of the Trinity that teaches that there are three separate persons in the Godhead. He knew what he was talking about because there is no such thing as three separate persons in the Godhead. Next, next week we'll get into some history if the Lord allows me to and I'm going to show you just the challenge that came against the early church from paganism and and uh, the false doctrine, the doctrine of the Trinity. 
and, and the challenge that came. And then certain men rose up to challenge the challengers. But in the Reformation period, this man challenged the challengers. The challengers challenged the oneness of God, that Jesus Christ was God come in the flesh, that the Father was in Jesus. That's what the Bible teaches. That's what Servatus believed. But the Trinitarians said there's three separate persons in the Godhead, and it takes three persons to make God. Okay? Now, this man knew enough about the Word of God, he's willing to die for it. You know? Uh, and I praise God for men like this. And again, it wasn't the world that killed him, and it wasn't Catholicism that killed him. It was the Protestants that killed him. The Protestant movement killed him. Burned him at the stake. And he burned for a half hour until he died. And he screamed out, Jesus. Son of the eternal God. Have pity on me. What a great man. To be able to die for what he believed. That's powerful. Let's just see a little bit about what he believed. Over in the middle of column, the... The large letter A there in the middle column, column, as a consequence of his doctrine, Servatus believed that Jesus Christ is not only the Son of God, but also God. You see that? See, the doctrine of the Trinity teaches that he's the Son of God. And they'll say he's God. They'll do lip service and say he's God. But it's a compromise on strict monotheism, the oneness of God. Jesus Christ is not only the Son of God, but also God. Listen. He is the revelation of the Father. He is the revelation of the Father. The total deity in flesh. So He is not only Son, but He is Father. Jesus the Father. He's Jesus the Son in His humanity. And He's Jesus the Father in His deity. Jesus the Father is the Spirit of God that was in Jesus the Son. Or the humanity. Okay? But let me read again. Jesus Christ is not only the Son of God, but also God. He is the revelation of the Father the total deity in flesh. Say with me, total deity, total deity in flesh. Christ is really the Father now. Now, in case you don't understand how important that is, I just read to you out of 1 John chapter 2 that if you deny that Jesus is the Christ, then the Scripture says you are an antichrist. If you deny that Jesus is the Christ, you are an antichrist that deny and deny the Father and the Son. So he says, Christ is really the Father now. He himself is the face of the Father. You got that? He is the face of the Father. You can, you can write a scripture down if you want to. 2 Corinthians 4, 6. It'll give you that. He is the face of the Father, nor is there any other person of God but Christ. He's the only person. Jesus is the only person. You with me? And the Godhead is in Him. He's not in the Godhead. 
The Godhead is in him. Deity is in him. Nor is there any other person of God but Christ. There is no other hypostasis of God but him. Hypostasis simply means being. Being. Or substance. There is no other being of God but him. You understand? Jesus is God. They, and he says, they, and in brackets, Trinitarians say that one portion, I say, they say one portion, all right? Servatus says, I say that the whole nature of God is in him. In him is the whole deity of the Father. He is God. And the Lord of the world, the Father, is in the Son. He bases this on Colossians 1.19 and Colossians 2 verse 9. Servetus taught that the whole fullness of God, the whole of God, the Father, together with all the fullness of His properties, whatever God has, this dwells fully in this man. That's why they burned him at the stake. Do you have that kind of faith? Do you believe what you believe to the point that if somebody came to you and said, deny the oneness of God and, and believe the doctrine of the Trinity or die? Have you, ever, have you ever asked yourself that question? Do you have that kind of commitment and conviction that the oneness of God that we preach is worth dying for? Michael Servatus believed it. He believed it to be worth dying for. Isn't that awesome? I, I thank God for this testimony. You know, especially... In American culture. Because for most Americans, God is number two. He's somewhere in their life way down the list. He is not number one. When they get time for Him, then, you know, then they'll serve Him. This man believed Him to the point of dying for Him. Believed, not just believed in God, but believed in, believed in a particular doctrine, a particular way of belief. He believed his word dying for, and so do I. You understand? Okay. Let's go back to 1 John then. And let's look at it. Let's see why it is so important then. To understand that Jesus is the Father. <clears throat> that Jesus is not just the Son, but He is the Father. 1 John again. 2.22 now listen to what John says, and I want you to really get this tonight, all right? Who is a liar, but he that denieth that Jesus is the Christ? He is Antichrist that denieth the Father and the Son. Whosoever denieth the Son, the same hath not the Father. Okay? If you deny the Son, then you don't have the Father, because... 
The Father is in the Son. And if you reject the Son, then you're rejecting the Father. If you deny the Son, you don't have the Father. And I've already read to you in John 4, 23 and 24 that the Father is God. So if you deny the Son, then you don't have the Father who is God. You cannot reject the Son and have the Father. You cannot say that you worship God and deny Jesus or the Son and, still, and, and have, the, have the Father. You're not a true worshiper is my point. Do you understand? If you have the Son, then you have the Father. If you deny the Son, then you don't have the Father. But he that acknowledges the Son hath the Father also, which means the Son. Okay, listen. The Son has the Father in him. Okay? Do you understand? So what he's trying to get you to understand here is the deity of Jesus. That the Father is in that humanity called the Son. All right? Verse 24, let that therefore abide in you, which you have heard from the beginning. If that which you have heard from the beginning shall remain in you, you also shall continue in the Son and in the Father. And this is the promise that he hath promised us even eternal life. It is so important for you to understand. See, some people, they had this idea that like a worship God in any way they want to or any way they see him. But that's not what this Bible says. If you deny the Son, you don't have the Father. But if you listen... The scripture tells us if you acknowledge the Son, you have the Father also. Okay, let me show you what I'm talking about here. Do you have this witness in you tonight? Do you believe that Jesus is the Father? Okay, that, that human Jesus that walked this earth. Let me ask you this. How many of y'all believe that he was the Son, the human Jesus that walked this earth, that he was the Son of God? If you believe that, lift your hand. This is going to be a public profession of faith if you don't do it. Then he's, gonna, he's not going to profess you before the Father. So you better not be embarrassed and not lifting your hand. Public profession of faith. Do you believe that Jesus is that human man that walked the earth? Jesus of Nazareth, the Son of God. If you do, lift your hand again, please. You know he's a man, right? Son of God. Do you believe that he was the Father, though? That Jesus was the Father? If you, if you do, lift your hand. All right. So we believe that Jesus is the Son in His humanity. We also believe that Jesus is the Father in His deity. He's both God and man at the same time. 100% man without sin. Let me say it again. 100% man without sin. 100% God at the same time. Because God is the Spirit that is in Jesus. The Father is the Spirit that is in Jesus. So do you believe that? Okay. Now, there are some that when we talk about the Father, they want you to think in these terms. That God the Father, okay, is a, 
a, had a human male body. Now I'm talking about the father. I'm not talking about when he came in the form of a man. I'm talking about John 4.24. God is a spirit. They that worship him must worship him in spirit. God is always a spirit. The father is always the spirit of God. Do you understand? The Father or the Spirit of God does not have a human male body. The human male body is the Son. The Son was the human male body that the Father, the invisible Spirit, lived inside of. Okay? So, again... The, the, the Father or God doesn't have a male human body, but He took on Himself the nature of a man. He added to Himself humanity. He robed Himself in flesh and walked among men. But the, but the Spirit of God, the Father, is not a male body. The Son is the male humanity. You have to understand that. Because if you don't, you'll think that God the Father is sitting up there in a human body. And the, and the Son is sitting next to Him in a human body. The Spirit of God is an invisible, omnipresent, everywhere present God. Okay? Who doesn't have a male human body until He came in the form of a man. And that man was called the Son. That man was not called the Father. That man was called the Son. But in that man, the Son resided the Father, who is the Spirit of God. Okay? Let, let's look at some scripture here. Okay, praise the Lord. Let's go over to Numbers. Numbers 23, 19. Now, I'm going to try to go it's slow enough tonight that I can understand myself, and hopefully you can understand what I'm saying Numbers 23:19. Let me give you some scripture to back up what I just said. <clears throat> Numbers 23:19. God is not a man that he should lie. Neither the son of man. So when you say God, you can't call the Son God. You can't call S-O-N, the Son of God, S-O-N. You can't call the Son God. Do you understand what I'm trying to tell you? But God was in the Son. The Son is humanity. Okay? God, though, is not a man. God is not a Son. God is not a man that he should lie, neither the son of man that he should repent. Hath he said and shall he not do it, or hath he spoken and shall he not make it good? God is not a man. <laughs> now why am I getting into this? Because you have to know these things because there are a lot of false teaching out there. Mormonism teaches that God had a mortal body, you know. And he had a sex relationship with Mary. And then this sex relationship with Mary that he had, then the son came. God doesn't have a body. 
God does not have a human body. Do you understand? The Spirit of God does not have a human body. Let's go to Hosea. Hosea chapter 11. Verse 9. Another scripture. And there's a lot of these <coughs> scriptures that are like this in the Old Testament. But just to mention a couple for the sake of time. Hosea 11 and verse 9. I will not execute the fierceness of my anger. Now God is speaking here. I will not return to destroy Ephraim. For I am God and not man. I am God and not man. The Holy One in the midst of thee. And I will not enter into the city. So he says, for I am God and not man. Which means this. That if he is man, then he's not God. You understand? If he is man, he is not God. Now, God came in a man. But God in a man don't make God a man. God is a spirit. They that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. God, he pitched a tent. He pitched a tabernacle. And he moved in. To that tabernacle that humanity but God you have to get this God is always and will forever be a spirit not a man okay God is a spirit he's not a person God is a spirit the father is God you with me the Father is a spirit. He don't have a human male body. But he moved into one. And the body that he moved into, that humanity is the Son, not the Father. You understand? Okay, pretty simple, right? Why is this so important for us to understand? Because if you have the Son... Then you have the Father. <laughs> because Jesus was both what? God, the Father, and the Son of God. You with me? So if I've got Jesus, then I've got the Son. If I've got Jesus, I've got the Father. If I've got Jesus, I've got the Holy Ghost. Because it doesn't matter if it's whatever activity God moves in. Even Father is just a description of His role. Father is a description of, or an attribute, a, a way that He works, a relationship that He has with us. God is a spirit. But Jesus, Jesus is the Father. He is the Son and He is the Holy Ghost. You got that? However God moves or desires to manifest himself, is still Jesus. Okay? God manifest as the Father is Jesus. God manifested in the Son is Jesus. God manifest as the Holy Ghost is Jesus. Okay? God manifest as 
the Father is Jesus. God manifest in the Son is Jesus. God manifest as the Holy Ghost is Jesus. Not three persons, but different activities or modes or roles that God moves in. Okay? Still, Jesus, one Jesus. Now, there is a, a true dualism in Jesus, his humanity and his deity. Are y'all with me at this point? <clears throat> yes, okay. So if the invisible spirit is not a man, if God is not a man, and God is the Father, then who is the Son? The Son. When I say the Son, I'm talking about God in humanity. Right? So who is the human body? Who is the humanity of Jesus? Jesus in his humanity. God in his humanity. The humanity of God is called what? Come on. Let me say it again. The humanity of God is called what? The Son. When God took on the form of a man or humanity, that's the Son. Not the Father. Father is the Spirit. I'm going to keep repeating myself till you get this. The Father, God, Jehovah, Yahweh, the one God of the Bible, He is God manifest as the Father. He's God manifest in the Son. And He's God manifest as the Holy Ghost. Say with me, Jesus. Not three separate. Don't take three separate persons to make one God. It's... Okay. Now, go back to John 4. Let me, let's read this again. John 4, 23. Is this really all? Is it, is it important? Yeah, it's important. <laughs> so, when you have the Son, you have the Father. Because the Father is in the Son. But the Father is not the Son. Nor is the Son the Father. The Father, the Spirit of God is in the Son. I know it sounds like I'm just, you know, nitpicking, but that's the way you have to understand it. John 4, 23. Okay. But the hour cometh and now is when true worshipers shall worship the Father in spirit and in truth. For the Father seeketh such to worship Him. God is a spirit. God is not a man that He should lie. God is a spirit. God is the Father. So the Father is the Spirit, not the humanity of Jesus. God is the Spirit. They that worship Him. So true worshipers. Now, this is very important because there are some people who claim that they can worship God and deny the Lord. And I'm going to run down a few real quick before we get into the Bible and look at uh, the scriptures that teach you that Jesus was not just the Son, but Jesus was the Father. Okay? <laughs> One group you'll be very familiar with is Judaism. Judaism claims that they worship the one God of the Bible. But is that true? According to 1 John chapter 2, if you deny the Son, you don't have the Father. And the Father is God. 
So the problem with Judaism, which is really sad, is that the Jewish people had a revelation of God to a point. And then they stopped in their revelation of God. When Jesus came into this world, they did not understand that he was God come in the flesh. And so today they reject Jesus. Judaism rejects Jesus as the Savior of the world. But yet they still claim to worship God. You cannot be a true worshiper of God and deny the Son because the Son is God come in the flesh. Or the Father come in the flesh. You deny the Son, you've denied God. You've denied the Father. You can't have it both ways. And people that, that will tell you, okay, I mean, I've heard them say this. You can be saved believing in God and reject Jesus. That's what Judaism teaches. We believe in the one God of the Bible. But they reject Jesus Christ. And, and, and churches and certain preachers will tell you, well, the Jewish people, don't worry about them. Uh, they're saved because they believe in God. But the word that I read you tonight is this. That if you have the Son, you have the Father. If you deny the Son, you don't have God. You don't have the Father. Period. That's what this book says. Now, we need to pray for the Jewish people because they worship the one God of the Old Testament. But they, they stopped in their understanding. They stopped in their revelation of God. And missed the only Savior. The only Savior. You understand? That's just one. There's another group called the Muslims. Muslims follow a religion called Islam. With me? Muslims follow a religion called Islam. And Islam... Is the worship of the moon God. Okay. Say praise the Lord. So if you worship the moon. Because the moon is not a God. If you worship the moon. Then you deny Jesus. You deny the son. And if you deny the son. Then you don't have the father. So don't fall for this stuff that says, well, let's just all come together. And doesn't really, what you call your God, doesn't matter <clears throat> what you call your God or what you believe about God. We can all come together. We're all going to be saved anyway. But the Bible says, if you deny the Son, you don't have the Father. And they are not worshipers of the one God of the Bible, nor do they believe in the deity of Jesus Christ. So they are lost. They're moon worshipers. You understand what I'm trying to help you understand tonight? Muhammad, Muhammad is their, their so-called prophet. Are you here tonight? That guy believed all kinds of crazy things. He believed that you know, he, he, he believed like this. If you say that Jesus is the Son of God, he believed then that 
God must have a corporal body or human body. The Father has a human body. Okay? And he got together. Come on, are you with me? Yes. Let me, let me. In his doctrine, let me just put this way. In his doctrine, Muhammad believes that the moon god, Allah, Islam, the moon god got together with the sun goddess. They had a relationship together and produced the stars. And the stars are the children of Allah. Okay? Watch this. Mormonism is Islamic belief. And I'll get into that in just a minute. So the Muslim faith, they worship a false god. They worship the moon. They're not saved. But our, but our <clears throat> nation, okay, yes. seeks to validate it as a true faith. Are you here? Judaism. They're lost. Muslims are lost. Now I know you can say, praise the Lord, I, I believe that about the Muslims, but Judaism, that's hard for you to swallow. But that's, th th this book says, if you deny the Son, you don't have the Father. Unitarians. There's not a whole lot of Unitarians running around here, I don't think, in Odessa. But, but Trinitarians will, will call you Unitarians because you believe in the oneness of God. You understand? And because you don't believe in the doctrine of the Trinity, they say you're a Unitarian. But that is an outright falsehood because Unitarians deny the deity of Jesus. They deny His deity. We don't deny his deity. Trinitarians will tell you that Michael Servatus was the founder of the Unitarian movement. They are factually false. They are, in fact, they're just outright liars. Servatus was not a Unitarian. Servatus did not found the Unitarian movement. Servatus believed that Jesus, the Son of God, was the Father of at the same time, the Father was in him. That Jesus was God. So Unitarians, because they deny the deity of Jesus Christ, they then what? They deny the Son. They deny the Son. You with me? So it's important for us to understand to have the Son, to, to believe in the Son is to have the Father. To acknowledge the Son is to have the Father. Right? Jehovah Witness. They are lost. Well, you sure are judgmental, Pastor. I'm not. The book is. Because watch. Jehovah Witnesses claim to worship Jehovah. They claim to worship the one God of the Bible. But they deny the fact that Jesus is Jehovah. They deny the fact that Jesus is God. They will say he is a God. If he's not God all in all, he cannot be God at all. Did you hear what I said? If he's not God all in all, he cannot be God at all. So if you deny that Jesus is God, you understand? 
that Jesus is Jehovah. You don't have the Son. You don't have the Father. And without that, you don't have eternal life. You see? And, and, and you know, they're, they're nice people. I'm not beating them up. They're nice people. I talk to them. They come knock on my door. You know, I talk to them. Real nice people, you know. And, and we talked talk to this, this, this one man. Pretty knowledgeable, to be honest with you. About a lot of things. And we got through talking, you know. And I just ended in the whole discussion. I said, who is Jesus? Is Jesus God? Is Jesus Jehovah? You're a Jehovah witness? Is Jesus Jehovah? He says, no. I said, you know what? That statement condemns you to hell. I said, we've had a pretty good conversation up to this point, you know, about a lot of things. You know, and we can agree to a point. Jehovah Witnesses have truth to a point. You know. They deny the Trinity. They outright reject the Trinity. If the Jehovah Witnesses stand up and say, there is no such thing as a Trinity. If I was in their congregation, I could stand up and shout, right? <laughs> That's right. Preach it, man. You know. I couldn't say preach it, brother, but I could say preach it. Because we reject the doctrine of the Trinity, three separate persons. They don't believe in three separate persons in the Godhead, so I could amen that. But in their statement of faith and belief, they, they deny that Jesus is God. They say He is a God. Therefore, you deny the Son, and if you deny the Son, you don't have the Father, and you are lost. So, And I'm really just laying it out there for you tonight. Because some of you have friends and you've got family members and, and you know, you're, you're kind of just letting it slide, letting it go. But I got to tell you the truth because you've got family members, you've got friends that are going to die and go to hell if you don't tell them the truth. To have the Son is to have the Father. If you deny that Jesus is the Father, you don't have either one. You don't have either one. So you cannot say that you're a worshiper of Jehovah and deny the deity of Jesus. You are not a worshiper of Jehovah. Because Jesus is Jehovah come in flesh. And I'm just using that word Jehovah, you know, because people understand what that is. What, what, that, the name of God in the Old Testament. All right. Say praise the Lord. So my point is, people say, well, we, we worship God too. We worship the same God you do. No, you deny the Son, you don't have the Father. Woo! <clears throat> but I'm Torah observant. Good! But do you know Jesus? Yeah, because if you're truly Torah, see, I'm going back to Judy. If you're truly Torah observant, Torah was given to lead you to Jesus. So you can't be Torah observant if it didn't lead you to Jesus. Come on, give, give God some praise. And then you got a group, a group called the Mormons. Under Joseph Smith. The Mormons teach... now. I'm going to give you something that probably modern Mormons don't believe or don't even know about. But ancient Mormonism believed that God was Adam. God was Adam. God was Adam. Human form. God, who is Adam? 
had a relationship with Eve. Producing celestial children that would become gods. And who would have their own little planet to be a god over. Right? Modern Mormonism probably would deny that that's, but it is. That's, that's what they believe in their ancient belief system, okay? But let's just bring it down to right now. <laughs> let's, let's bring it to the birth of Jesus, the Son of God. They believe that God had a human body. And in this human body, God came and had a relationship. Let me just bring it to you. Had sex with Mary. Literally, physically had sex with Mary making the Son of God. God is not a man. God is a spirit. The Spirit of God overshadowed Mary. The Holy Ghost overshadowed Mary. And she was with child. It wasn't God coming in a physical human body having sex with Mary. The Spirit of God overshadowed her. It was a supernatural conception. Caused by the Holy Ghost. Do you understand? They teach that. If you believe in their doctrine that you get together. If you're a man you get together with a woman. And you produce children. And these, these children are someday you know they're, they're spirit babies. And someday they will uh, rule the planet. Be a god over a planet somewhere. So everybody can become a god. You can become a god. Your children can become a god. Everybody can become a god. Do you understand? So Mormonism is... <laughs> the Muslim belief with a different name. Okay? Because Muhammad said, well, okay, you got the moon god, the he moon god, and you got the she sun goddess. And they came together sexually. They had a relationship. And, you know, the son of God. Okay? Or the stars in Muslim faith. The stars are the sons are the children of Allah. Same doctrine, different name. Okay? So Mormonism is an outright lie. It's a lie. Do you understand? Jesus is God come in the flesh. Praise the Lord. I believe that tonight. I don't believe he was the product of a, a God who had a human body, had a relationship with Mir Miriam or Mary, producing the Son of God. They outright deny. Are you with me? The absolute godness of Jesus. Hmm. Heavy, isn't it? Well, then, if, this, if that didn't... I've already gone 50 minutes. Okay. If that didn't, didn't bother you... Well, let me throw another one at you. Okay? The feminist movement. The feminist movement, which is rooted in Marxism. Liberation theology comes from Marx. You with me here? That's its roots. Its roots in... Mar uh, Karl Marx. All right? They taught a liberation theology. Now, listen. The feminists, they have a problem with 
even calling God Father. You see, we got to re- get rid of this term that calls God Father. Because we got to get rid of this male dominance. It's rooted in Marxism. You with me here? Liberating the woman. Get rid of that male dominance. And man, if you call God Father, they got a problem on their hand. Because they have a problem with male dominance. You know, they want to dominate. They want to domineer, you know. Hallelujah. Don't get me going. Now, Jesus, when he came, the Son of God, he liberated women like women had never been liberated. But the feminist movement tries to do away with calling God Father. They want to call him the goddess. Not the Father. They want to call him the goddess. Because they, they're trying to, you know, get rid of that male domination thing. Why are you looking at me like that? I don't have any of that. And they will tell you in their writings that we need to get rid of, we need to kill this God the Father. We need to get rid of God the Father. And we need to replace him with the goddess. You hear what I'm telling you tonight? Their whole system was rooted in Marxism. You hear? Which was a doctrine that tried to liberate woman out from underneath the male dominance of white, heterosexual, European males. The sad part about feminism is, it is rooted in Marxism, is that Karl Marx and Lenin and, and Darwin and people like that, honey, in case you don't realize it, they were white heterosexual males. And you're running around rooted in that doctrine saying we got to get rid of that heterosexual, that white, that European white male heterosexual dominance off of them, you know. And it was created by heterosexual white males. (laughs) So the whole point is this. They deny the Son, and if they deny the Son, they don't have the Father, but they outright deny the Father. Because they don't want that male dominance. Again, it's rooted in Marxism, Lenin, Darwin. You with me here tonight? Give God some praise. Woo, I'm glad I know He's Father. You have the son, you have the father. Now listen to me. I told you God doesn't have a male human body. God is a spirit. God is a spirit. It's called father. How is he my father? I'm his offspring. He created me. I'm born again. My point is this. God doesn't have a male human body. Are you here? 
nor does he have a female human body. <laughs> but there are times that he, he manifests himself as father, relationist, in a relationship or a work or a mold. Sometimes he will give you terminology about his being that is feminine, but he's not a female deity. He don't have breasts, literal breasts, but he talks El Shaddai, you know. Yahweh the Father, El Shaddai, feminine, feminine characteristics, El Shaddai, male characteristics, Yahweh. You understand? Doesn't mean, doesn't mean you got a real human male body or a real human female body. Okay? But here's the point, going back to feminism. How in the world, how are you going to get rid of male dominance by killing God the Father off? How is that going to help your cause? When God the Father came in the world as a son and he liberated woman like no time in history. Women, you need to thank God that Jesus, that he is the son and that he is the father come in flesh. Because when the father came in flesh, he liberated you. But that feminist movement is, is rooted in Marxism. Liberation theology. Okay, with me here? Let's just let's worship the goddess, but not the God. Get rid of any reference to God in the Bible where it calls him Father. Understand? So, they don't worship the God of the Bible. They don't have the Father. They deny the Son. They deny the Son. When they deny the Son, they don't have the Father. Okay? It's a religion. Feminism is a religion, my friend. Trying to get rid of male dominance. Come on. I think I'll just camp right there for a little bit. I got five minutes. <laughs> you know, it's if you're not careful, women of America, you're free. You know that? You're not careful. That get that, you get that attitude, that feminism. Hey, you need to thank God for your man. You need to thank God for your husband. You need to thank God for biblical order. You need to thank God that God is a father. Because <laughs> a father protects. A father intercedes. A father covers. You want somebody to protect you, cover you, and intercede for you. That's what a father does. You know, I don't need to read any of those feminist books. They're, they're just male bashers. <laughs> Bash the male. Come on. Prejudice. Prejudice. Rooted in Karl Marx and Lenin and Darwin. Do you understand? I think, I think uh, yeah. One other one is the Islam nation. The nation of Islam. Black Muslims. Black Muslim is not the same as a, a worshiper of the moon. <laughs> People who are in the, the worship of the moon, Islam religion, they are Muslims. But there is a group called Black Muslims. The black Muslims are, are the, the Muslim nation. 
Come on, hang with me. You understand? What, what is that group about? They're, they're not Muslims in the strictest sense of the word Muslim. Okay? What they believe is that the white man is a devil. <laughs> the white man was created by not Allah. Okay, the black Muslims, they, they worship God, the God they call Allah. But they say the white man is a devil and he was created by a, a black God. Okay, not Allah. And that black God was a man. You with me? Now hang with me. The black Muslim faith teaches that black men, all black men are gods. And that there are 24 black men that are considered Allah or God. Elijah Muhammad, one of them. They say, Elijah Muhammad is Allah. You understand? Elijah Muhammad is Allah. Now, the man who founded this, I'll give you his name. Write it down. Black Muslims, the nation of Islam. Founded by Wallace D. Ford. Now, Wallace D. Ford was a white man. <laughs> Wallace D. Ford, the man who started the black Muslim movement, the Muslim nation, was a white man. Now, how it came into prominence was by some men that you are very familiar with their names. Black men, such as Elijah Muhammad. They believed that he was Allah. They believed that Wallace D. Ford was Allah. He's a white man. Elijah Muhammad, a black man. And then you have Malcolm X and you got Louis Farrakhan. And they teach that Allah is a black man. Come on. Did you hear what I said? Farrakhan, Malcolm X. Woo, you better watch it. See, I got a real problem with so-called black preachers letting black Muslims stand on their platform. I don't care what the situation is. I don't care what the circumstance is. I got a real problem with you letting somebody stand shoulder to shoulder with you on a platform saying you're involved in the same cause. I got a problem with that. I got a problem with you letting a daughter... Of a black Muslim stand on a platform. I don't care what it is. In your church. They follow in the footsteps of a man called. They call Father Divine. A black man who claimed to be God in the depression days. You understand? Farrakhan claims there are 24 black men who are gods. Wallace and Elijah Muhammad have been called gods or Allah, God. The Christian God is mocked as a spook. It's a spirit. He's a spook. He's a ghost. You with me here? So then they believe in many gods then. Because they believe 24 of them 
are going to be, you know, can become Allah, God in the strictest sense. But then they say, everybody's a black man. I mean, everybody's not a black man, but everybody's God. <laughs> Come here. You know, according to their doctrine, I'm supposed to bow down to this man. <laughs> no, I said according to their doctrine. I, you don't see me doing it, do you? <laughs> you understand? <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> but that's what they teach. So they are polytheistic believers. They believe in many, many gods. They say every black man is a god. And there's 24 Allahs, 24 men who can, you can consider to be God. So they deny the Son and they deny the Father. They deny the Son, so they don't have the Father. But it's not Islam or the Muslim faith that worships the moon god. They worship God as a man, a black man. It's a religion. They are racists. It's a racist religion. And it's based on hatred. White people are devils created by another black god-man called Yakub. Not Allah, Y-A-K-U-B. I don't know if that's how you pronounce his name. They failed to tell their followers their religion was founded by a white man, Wallace D. Fard. So in their view, a white devil was their founder and their master. It is a racist religion full of hatred. You understand? Now, I'm not racist. You know I'm not. I'm not prejudiced at all. You here tonight? If you got it in you, you need to get it out of you. You understand? So whatever form it is, whatever form of religion it is, whether it be Judaism or the, the, the Islamic faith or Unitarianism or Jehovah Witness or the Mormons or feminism or black Muslim nation. They don't have the son. That means they don't have the father. Now, you know, I don't know. Maybe some of you, you Hispanic people need to tell me y'all got some kind of strange movement out there. You know what I'm saying? I mean, we pretty much covered everybody, you know. European white men getting rid of their dominance, you know. And I don't know. Y'all see. <laughs> My whole point in this is that Jesus is the Father. You have the Son, then you have the Father. Now, I don't want to be disrespectful. Let me give you a few scriptures. I'm not going to be able to finish this tonight, but let me give you a few scriptures. At least I got a foundation for us, right? Why it's so important to believe that Jesus is the Father. Because when you have the Son, you have the Father. If you don't have the Son, you don't have the Father. If you deny the deity of Jesus and the fatherhood of Jesus, you are lost. So we can't all get together and just worship God in the name of God that we want to call Him by. Jesus is the only way to be saved. He is God. He is the Father. And without Him, you are lost. Without Him, you're lost. 
Lest you, uh, Jesus said this, unless you believe that I am He, you'll die in your sins. If you don't believe that He's the mighty I am, if you don't believe He is Jehovah, if you don't believe He's God, if you don't believe He's the Father, you'll die in your sin. You can't even just say, He's the Son of, I, I believe the Son of God. If you believe He's the Son of God, then you have to believe He's the Father. If you don't believe He's the Father, then you don't believe He's the Son of God. Because they have the Son, you have the Father. You understand how important this is? See, you better get a clear under, you better believe that Jesus is God come in the flesh, that Jesus is the Father come in the flesh. Because if you don't, you are lost tonight. You're lost. It's not three persons, three separate co-equal, co-eternal persons that make up God. It's one God who came in the form of a man. That man is the Son. Father is the Spirit that was in Him. He walked among this world. And then He died for our sin.